Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, July 22nd. want to do a couple of things on today's Mini Break podcast. First, I need to offer all of you guys my thoughts on this year's World Team Tennis season because we are officially at the halfway mark of the year. It's a three-week season. Of course, so much credit needs to go to Carlos Silva and his team over at World Team Tennis for all they have done to facilitate this event. I know I speak for tennis fans everywhere when I say it's been such a delight, such a pleasure, such a relief from our daily stresses to be able to know that we can turn to ESPN2, ESPN3, CBS Sports, the Tennis One app for coverage of this World Team Tennis season to see some of our favorite professional players, people like Kim Kleister, Sophia Kennan, Taylor Fritz, Sam Query, the Bryan brothers, and more uh, back on court and competing against one another. It's been such a delight. The level of tennis itself, I think, has been a particularly high level of play. I honestly think this year we are seeing a higher level of play from World Team Tennis than maybe ever before. And, you know, does that have to do with the fact that more players are playing this season due to the lack of available other events going on on the ATP, WTA, ITF tours? The answer to that is a resounding and obvious yes. And that's a topic we talked about earlier in the week when Mark Lucero, who's doing some of the play-by-play coverage for the event, joined us on the podcast. Uh, But overall, it's been a really high level of play. I want to talk about some of the matches we've seen, some of the breakout stars, you know, from a tennis performance-wise from the World Team Tennis season thus far. I also want to talk about the fact that we are inching closer and closer to the return of sanctioned ATP WTA ITF action now. The ATP a little bit further behind. We did learn that the ITF aiming for an August 31st comeback to resumption of play. But the WTA Tour, folks, looks like it's going to be able to hit its target date of returning early in August. You've got the WTA event in Palermo ready to rock and roll, and they continue to announce new players, new top 10 players, in case you hadn't heard the WTA. WTA waiving the rule that you're usually only allowed one top 10 player in an international event. Given the circumstances of this season, they're going to expand that to two top 10 players. Uh, Obviously, that's a benefit for all of us fans, but also for all of those players out there who are looking for playing opportunities before the proposed U.S. Open Western and Southern three-week stretch in New York. And again, we continue to hear the field of players who it sounds like are going to be playing not only in Palermo, but of course down at the Top Seed Tennis Club uh, with our friends in Nicholasville, Kentucky uh, for that brand new WTA International event. Again, the fields get better and better, and so I want to talk about those things on today's podcast. We're going to keep this on the shorter side. In case you aren't already listening, uh, you may know that we launched our new daily podcast on the Great Shot Podcast. It's going to be called our Ace of the Day, and it's going to be brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. Again, that's such a vast horizon. Uh, 
of matches to talk about across the tennis world. And we want to get in on all of the action here at Cracked Rackets. We know you fans are, you know, the most well-informed, the best educated tennis fans in the business. We want to help all of you take advantage of that knowledge by getting involved with our friends at DraftKings. You can go to dkng.co slash great shot to get in on all of the action, get a risk-free first bet of up to $500, as well as uh, DraftKings matching your first deposit at 20% up to $500. So again, get a little bit of money in your pockets moving forward. I think all of us can agree. It's always great to have money in our pockets. I've been ATM cardless. My card just stopped working uh, for like the past week, and I'm cashless. And, you know, thankfully in the world we live in nowadays, whether it be through Venmo or be through credit cards or whatever it may be, there's still a way for you to, you know, purchase things if need be. But I know I am getting sick of asking my roommates for cash for those rare things that need cash-only purchases. And I'm sure you're thinking, what are the only cash, you know, cash-only purchases in life nowadays? They still exist, folks. Let me tell you that. Uh, but certainly, uh, you know, that, you know, putting a little cash in all of our pockets is something we can all get excited about. So be sure to go listen to those daily Ace of the Days on the Great Shot podcast. Uh, also, of course, I need to let, remind all of you listeners that the reason we are able to do these podcasts day in, day out here on the mini break is because of the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports. And you know all about that, so I'll keep it brief, folks. For more than 30 years, they've been one of the world's premier tennis equipment suppliers. Comprehensive selection, fast shipping tennis supplies that few retailers can match. Tens of thousands of products available for shipping directly from their automated warehouse to your front door. And I know what you're thinking. Are there really 10,000 plus products even available to tennis players? Well, you start doing the permutations, right? There's, let's say there's 512 different types of shirts you can buy from the tennis uniform. Let's say there are 63 different types of strings you can use. There are, of course, let's say, I don't know, 138 different frames available for you out there, all these different shoe combinations. I don't know if there's tens of thousands of individual products, but certainly tens of thousands of permutations, and no one wants to dress the same. No one wants to be using the exact same equipment, or maybe you do if you're a huge Roger Federer fan. I guess I think about my roommate Parker Thienemann. I I think he's got some Rafa gear when he tries to work his Rafa swag, and yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. The point being, uh, all of those combinations, all of those items, anything you can think of, you can find it all at our friends, MidwestSports.com. Use our promo code CR15. You'll get 15% off your order. You'll get free two-day shipping on all orders, exceeding $75. And best of all, to ensure you have everything you need to make your return to the court a successful one, Midwest Sports is also going to throw in a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. Uh, Again, they want to make sure your return to the court is a success. So go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. We are so grateful for their support. The least we can do is ask you to support them as well. Of course, getting back to the court is great, and you can have all the shoes, the shirts, the shorts, uh, the shorts, the rackets, the strings, the balls you need. But, you know, part of the equation, sure, look good, but you also got to feel good to play good. And if you want to feel good, you want to make sure your nutrition is in the right sort of place. You want to just give yourself that sort of energy boost you need as you approach the court. Trust your fr- uh, trust our friends at Aerobar to supply you with the only tennis-specific energy bar available out there. Of course, more potassium than a banana, delicious cinnamon, honey, oat, and chocolate chip flavors. It's a perfect way to start your day. And so again, go to aerobar.com. Use that promo code CRACKED15. You'll get 
15% off. I also have to say we have a fantastic episode of Getting to the Point, our Thursday mini break podcast episodes with our friends Mark Aerosmith, Andrew Golub at Aerobar uh, that focuses on nutrition and health within the importance of it within our sport. Maybe our fa- my favorite interview we've done yet with them, and I mean, we've had people like Jay Berger, we've had Michael Russell, who's a fellow Detroit Country Day uh, former student, uh, we've had people like Richard John Menzing, Bjorn Fertangelo. Our guest this week, uh, Florida assistant head coach Lauren Embry, probably my favorite guest we've had on Getting to the Point thus far, and I have to say, Andrew and Mark, and I know this is going to sound, you know, am I being, uh, what, I always say this to Dalton, stop patronizing me, I apologize if, and by the way, I say that lovingly, I, I just like to give him a hard time, he doesn't actually ever patronize me, folks, if you have a boss in your life who is considerate, kind, and willing to put up with your shit as Dalton Thieneman, take advantage of that and never leave him, folks, because I could not be more grateful uh, for the amount of grief both Dalton and West stuff take from me and just put up with uh what do they they always call me the talent and I feel like that's uh that's pretty justified because the talent always gives the other people the hard times right so it's starting to make sense why they call me that anyways I think I lost the thread here what was I even talking about oh Lauren Embry talent and I should also say not to patronize Mark and Andrew but they are getting better and better as podcast co-hosts and now, not only is this as informative of an episode as we've done, but it's also just as laid back, as fun-loving of an episode as we have ever recorded. So be on the lookout for that this Thursday. And again, go to aerobar.com, use that promo code C, uh, cracked 15 excuse me, to get 15% off. Now, with that being said, let's get into the action. Again, we're going to keep today's mini break on the shorter side. As you know, Wednesdays is also the day we release mini breaks from our lovely uh, fellow co-host here at Cracked Rackets, Vicki Duvall. So, you know, go listen to her episode as well. But I do want to offer a brief update on the World Team Tennis season because there's a lot going on right now. You know, matches every day. There are nine teams in the event. It's over three weeks. So things are happening pretty quickly. And we have started to see teams begin to separate themselves in the standings. And I think one thing we can take for certain, the Philly Freedoms are going to make the playoffs. And that is just such a great thing to say in tennis, by the way, right? This idea of a playoffs, this idea of the team aspect of the sport. It's delightful for me. Uh, but for the Freedoms, they're 6-1. and one, And so much of that success has come on the backs of their two superstars, singles players Sophia Kennan and Taylor Fritz. And guess what? In Kennan and Fritz, they have the two highest ranked singles players in the ATP and WTA rankings on their roster. So it makes sense that they've had as much success in singles as they have. And you look at their spreads, and again, these sets are played no add up to five, tiebreaker at four all. Sophia Kennan, a 33-15 to games won to game loss spread, essentially over 2-1 to for Taylor Fritz, 33-22 to for every three games he wins. He's lo- uh, losing two games. That averages out, you know, six, four sets. Uh, they've been phenomenal. There's a reason, you know, those are two young Americans already solidified in their career. They're both, you know, for Sophia Kennan, Grand Slam champion. So I don't, to equate her with Taylor Fritz is unfair to her because she's done far more already in her young career. Not to be disrespectful to you, Taylor, you know I'm a huge fan of your game, but she's a Grand Slam champion. Put some respect on that name. Uh, she's also the best singles player in world team tennis, and it's not particularly close. Uh, but Fritz has been balling out as well, and I think the no-ad format uh, will always be 
benefit him. He's a guy who's always in his career played tiebreakers well, played the biggest state, played uh, the big matches well on the biggest stages. He's always raised his performance. You know, I think about that third round, maybe it was a fourth round loss he had uh, to Dominic Team at the U.S. Open either last year or the year before that. And he played exceptional tennis, just, you know, wasn't able to quite get over the finish line. But, you know, this pairing is exceptional. They're above average in terms of game, you know, they're above zero, which means they're positive, I should say. That's what I'm looking for. The positive differential in every single one of their flights. Fabrice Martin, Donald Young, Taylor Fritz holding their own in doubles, in uh, in men's doubles, in women's doubles. Fritz, uh, excuse me, Townsend, Ken, and Dalahide doing their job as well. Dalahide's already a top 50 WTA doubles player. Taylor Townsend, one of the most accomplished junior grand slams, or just junior doubles players probably of the 21st century. So they've got so much talent on this Freedoms roster. They are the team to beat in my mind, and it's justifiably so, because if you can lock in three sets in this format, and I really do think for them, mixed doubles, women's singles, uh, men's singles, that's going to be their bread and butter. They always have a pathway to victory, but more importantly, they always have a way to keep the other flights close, right? They're not getting blown out in any single position, excuse me, I'm just so excited. They're not getting blown out in any single position and that, you know, will be a long-term benefit for them, certainly. Now, in second place in the standings, we have the Chicago Smash, and the Chicago Smash is a, it's a completely different uh, team build, team construction, which is honestly a good thing when you start to look at it because you want to uh, exploit the weaknesses, I suppose, of your opponents, and the Smash are going to be able to do that because they've got the best women's doubles team in the entire field. Anthony Maddox-Sands, Jeannie Bouchard, 31-16 games ones to games lost ratio right now. I mean, they're phenomenal. And then they carry that over, that success, into mixed doubles as well with the team of Rajiv Ram, Bethany Maddox-Sands, 31-26 mixed doubles spread there. Brandon Nakashima has been exceptional in singles thus far. And, you know, for him, the question is, he's an 18-year-old. You're putting this many matches on him over a three-week stretch. Will he hold up? Keep in mind, it's one set, no ad scoring, tiebreaker at four all, and no, he doesn't have the big serve of a Fritz, of a query to serve his way out of trouble or serve his way into tiebreakers, uh, but the guy is just so immensely talented, so many different skills, and then again, you look at Rajiv and Nakashima, Evan King, a fellow Wolverine on the roster. Uh, they've just got so much talent. Now, I am concerned about their men's doubles. You know, Rajiv, I guess I really like actually the duo of Rajiv and Evan King. Uh, I am concerned about the mid mid uh, the men's singles. Do they have the pop they need? Women's singles, you know, Sloane Stevens not playing her best tennis right now, and I'm sure B Dog doesn't want to be playing much singles. Sure, Jeannie Bouchard's playing better, but she's still far from her 2014 form. Uh, but this is a really good team. They've just got a lot of different avenues to beating you. And again, in this team format, five sets, men's and women's doubles, men's and women's singles, mixed doubles, uh, it's good to have different pathways to victory. And that's certainly what the Smash have versus the Freedoms, who, right, they need to win singles. Uh, with men's, women's singles, they've got to have it. You know, they can hold their own in the other flights, but they're always counting on a boost from their singles performance. That's not the case for the Smash. And again, they've built themselves a game lead, or a two-game leader, game and a half maybe, uh, over the third and fourth place teams, and again, in, in a condensed three-week schedule, that game and a half lead can hold up well, so the Freedoms and Smash look great. The rest of the field, 
it's really anyone's game at this point. Yeah, the Springfield Lasers, 2-5. and five, They haven't been great. Of course, uh, you know, Orange, although that's a team that's maybe the most successful team in World Team Tennis history, uh, or at least as a franchise. But then you have from, you know, places 8th, you know, really 3rd place to 8th place, no one's ahead by more than a game, and there are a couple half-game spreads. Right now, the Empire, the Storm, both 4-4, four and four, uh, tied with the Vegas Rollers, and I will continue to say this. If you think the Bryan brothers aren't going to find their way to a spot in these World Team Tennis playoffs, you don't know World Team Tennis well enough. You don't know Carlos Silva, the genius that he's going to have. There will not be a playoffs without the Bryans. I'll continue to make that point. Uh, The Empire, it's tricky because they've got Jack Sock, who's looked exceptional through this portion of the World Team Tennis season thus far. They've got Kim Kleisters, who was exceptional during week one. But they don't have a lot of depth, and that's an issue. Now, the doubles duo for men's doubles of Skupski and Scott uh, and Sock, and you know Sock in singles, and then in women's single uh, in women's singles, when you have Kim Kleischer's playing as well as she did. In theory, you see the pathway, uh, but again, in a no ad format, sets up to five to rely on your men each and every time. It's just stupid because big serves, big forehands, no ad format. It's going to lead to funky results. People don't really have time to establish themselves in matches, and so that's always the toughest spot to be the most reliant on. Now again, if Kim Kleischer stays healthy and we see her at her healthiest, 100% rested, and you can tell Coach Luke Jensen trying to build in some rest for her, although as things get closer and closer in the standings, that's going to be more and more difficult to do. Uh, but that roster is certainly very talented. There's a reason they're 4-4. Four and four. Uh, It's a really good team. I have not spent much time watching the Orlando Storm yet, and that might be my own fault because on paper, sure, the Storm made some news when Danielle Collins gone for the season now after she left the bubble. We talked about that yesterday. Not going to talk about that today. I'll simply say two things can be true. Danielle Collins could have very well been justified in leaving the bubble, but World Team Tennis was certainly justified in dismissing her for the remainder of the season. Now, you look at this team. Jessica Pagula, Tennis Sandgren, Ken Skupski, James Ward, that's a lot of talent, folks, and you can tell they've had their success in women's doubles, in men's singles behind Sandgren and Pagula. Uh, it's the doubles portion that they struggle in, and yes, yeah, Skupski's quite a talent. Jessica Pagula, I've gotten to see her. She's played the majority of their mixed doubles. It's that they lack the depth, especially without Danielle Collins, and sure, um, there's still an opportunity, I suppose, uh, for these teams to pick people up in the free agent wire. There's still opportunity for teams to trade amongst themselves, and I've got some trades in mind. I'm going to save that for a Friday one because I feel like that's going to be pretty fun. Uh, So let's save that for a little bit. Uh, Some you know what? I, I'm going to lock that in. I'm promising you guys. On Friday's podcast, I'm either going to have Tim Blinkion, oh my guy, uh, Alan Hart, Hardman, Hardison, I forget, uh, GM of the Orange County Breakers, but I'm going to have someone come on the pod and we're going to have some fun talking about speculative trades between teams. In fact, I am sending that text right now to Ben Rothenberg. Eh. I'll send it to Rothenberg, I'll send it to Lucero, I'll send it to Weissman, we'll see which one of them says yes. Uh, Lucero's already been on the pod this week, so I'll get a new guest. The point being, Friday's going to be a trade episode. You have my word, uh, listeners. Just like I said, we're going to start doing those DraftKings gambling segments. Hopefully you're not following my advice right there, because I think I'm down 29 bucks right now. Uh, But we're going to get closer and closer, folks, I promise you that. Anyways, 
The Storm are interesting. I think they're a high-floor team. I don't know about how high their ceiling is, though. They remind me a lot of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, They are the Denver Nuggets of this equation. And that the talent is there, but it just doesn't scream off the paper uh, the way some of these other teams do. But they're certainly a threat to compete for that four spot. Vegas Rollers... Query, Brian Brothers, love it. You know, Monica Pui, Alia Tamjanovic, a recent pickup for them, still rounding into form, but all of the talent is there on paper. You look at the Washington Castles, who are a half game back right now at three and four. Again, love Tommy Paul pickup in exchange for Francis Tiafo, who obviously couldn't play given he had tested positive for COVID-19 in Atlanta. You know, TP's been pretty good in singles. They've been playing Nick Monroe, the former UNC uh, Tar Heel, and Marcelo Aravello in doubles. They haven't been great thus far. And in fact, you look at it though, their strength, mixed doubles. And that's on the back of having Venus Williams, Arena Radionova, Bernarda Pera. Again, in terms of talent, I probably like this team the fifth most uh, or the sixth most of the six teams I've mentioned. But you see the talent there, the San Diego Aviators, the Orange County Breakers. I'm not counting anyone out yet at this point, but I do think those top six teams, the four current playoff teams, of the Freedom Smash. You know, I think if I was to tier it right now, it would go the Freedoms are in Tier 1. In Tier 2, you probably have the Smash, the Empire, and the Storm and the Roller. Uh, Probably the Smash in Tier 2. And yeah, and then the Empire Storm Rollers all kind of in their own tier, still teetering. Although I really do like the Orlando Storm, folks. That is a team uh, I can get behind, certainly, in terms of the talent they have on paper. Uh, But it's been, again, the theme of this is to say it's been an exceptional World Team Tennis season. It's so great to see these players in the team environment. I talked about this earlier in the week. Uh, They clearly all love being at the Greenbrier for these three weeks, being able to practice with one another, compete against and with one another. It's their spring break. And there should absolutely, you know, Carlos Silva will say we're already building towards ensuring that there will be world team tennis will be taken seriously and that players will be playing world team tennis and not, you know, under a normal calendar, other ATP WTA events. Take it with a grain of salt, of course. I love Carlos Silva. I believe in him. I believe in the brand he's building. I've said it before. If tennis is ever going to have a David Stern or an Adam Silver, who, in my opinion, are probably the two best sporting commissioners of all time, uh, it's going to be Carlos Silva. That being said, of course, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, There's just financial realities, the point realities of players need points to keep up their ranking, and therefore they're incentivized to play events that offer points. Uh, But the larger theme here is world team tennis is legit, and I have always thought that. Hopefully some of you viewers who have now had a time to focus in on it, given the lack of other things going on in the tennis world, will realize that as well, uh, because it's an exceptional product, and hopefully everyone, again, is enjoying it as much as we have been here at Cracked Rackets. You can follow all the action on the Tennis One app. You can follow it on Tennis Channel, CBS Sports, ESPN, uh, which is just so awesome to say. And so, again, a huge shout-out to all of the people uh, who have, again, gone into, uh, who have put in the work to ensure that we can enjoy this. You know, Carlos Silva, his staff at World Team Tennis, shout out to all of them. 
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. With that in mind, let's move on to our next topic because, of course, we've all enjoyed uh, seeing our top our favorite players resume play on tour and in the competitive environment but we continue to learn uh, more and more and you know City Open got cancelled we talked about that earlier in the week the ITF announcing they're going to come back around August 31st that's a really good thing to note for all of those challengers and futures players who realistically have taken a harder financial hit than the players within the top 100 within the top 50 who could afford to go you know three months without any income given how much they've made already in their careers uh, but you know we continue to see these fields emerge for Palermo and for uh, Kentucky, for Nicholasville, I should say, at top seed for these WTA events. And a huge amount of credit needs to go out to W uh, World Team uh, WTA, excuse me, I was going to say World Team Tennis, WTA CEO Steve Simon, and just the efforts of the WTA who have been adamant about the fact their tennis isn't going to return until they can guarantee the safety and health to the best of their extent for all of these players. It's not going to be piecemeal. It started from the very beginning, putting a plan in place, building the regulations, the protocols that each of these events, each of these players would have to follow in order to ensure, you know, to the highest degree of certainty, some sort of health and safety and just uh, for all of these players. And they've succeeded, in my opinion, in doing that. And that is why we've seen, you know, you talk about the field in Nicholasville, uh, and I think all these players have now been announced, so I can go ahead and say it. Azarenka, Sabalenka, Sloan, Serena, Venus, Anisimova, Coco, Kanta, Muguruza, and guess what? If you haven't announced them yet, I apologize, John Sanders, but, you know, and I say this lovingly, you said I could announce them first, uh, so I'm announcing them now here on the mini break for anyone who has not heard those things or isn't as looped in on tennis Twitter, uh, but of course Sloan in there as well. It's an exceptional field, and then you start to see the field over in Palermo, and you've got Simona Halep, and you've got all these other, you know, I think Yastrzemska's locked in. I think all these other top players are locked into this event. Yastrzemska, maybe not the name to point out right now, certainly a talented player, but also, you know, not the easiest, uh, whatever, we're not getting into the Yastrzemska stuff right now. The point being, um, these fields are loaded. And it shows that these players, if safety and health protocols are put in place to help guarantee their safety to the best of their abilities, they're ready to get back on court, folks. They want to perform their job. They're pro tennis players for a reason. They love being out there, love competing. And it seems like we're going to get the chance to see our favorite WTA players back on circuit. And I guess the real thing that shocks me in all of this is why is the WTA able to seem so much better organized, so much more uh, coherent of a pro, you know, just so much more. I suppose communication from top to bottom of what needs to happen between uh, WTA uh, officials, WTA, what, what's the word I'm looking for, administrators and you know all of those sorts of things versus tournament administrators versus the players themselves. And it just seems to be better organized than the ATP. And so you talk about it from a merger perspective. Give me the organizational structure of the WTA clearly in this moment versus the egos of the ATP, uh, which seem to just keep butting heads with one another. But it's a credit to, again, the incredible work being done by Steve Simon and all of these uh, WTA invested interests that we are getting closer and closer 
to the return of play. And I'm still not going to guarantee that the Nicholasville event is going to happen. I do think that this event in Palermo is going to happen. And again, you know, the testing protocols and procedures and whether who, which players, how big the teams they are that they can bring to these events and, you know, uh, applying for credentials and all of these different, and sanitation and transportation and general rules, all these different things are being announced by the WTA and they are going to have to be followed. It will be interesting to see if the WTA, you know, let's say Serena Williams violates WTA protocol. Are they going to kick her out of the event? I don't know. Like that that is a decision and a half. And so that's of course something fascinating to keep in mind, but you look at it again in Palermo, Belinda Bencic, Simona Halla, Petra Marchic, Alina Rybakina, uh Rybakena, excuse me, Marketa Van Drusova, Annette Kantave, uh Elise Mertens, I believe, Donna Vekic, Yustremska. This this draws Katarina Alexandrova. We are going to see our favorite WTA players back on court sooner rather than later if things hold up. Ostapenko also in the field. And that's just, again, exceptional news for all of us tennis fans, something for all of us to certainly get excited about as we uh, you know, pray that things get to a place where we can see our favorite sport return in a safe and you know healthy uh, fashion, I suppose. But as I mentioned, I'm going to try and keep today's podcast on the shorter side. It's 26, 27, 28, you know, under 30 minutes on the shorter side. Jamie McDonald would say yes. So I'm going to mark this up as a victory. He would also say, Alex, how can you possibly talk that long by your yourself. It's a gift, folks. I am truly blessed from above. And, you know, those who can't do, talk about doing. And that is what I do best. And so I think Brian Boland texted me today, um, you know, because I made a joke. Obviously, a huge congratulations to uh, the Shelton family, their son uh, committing to the University of Florida men's team, obviously, for Coach Shelton, who we've had on the podcast before. That's got to be awesome. Always so cool to see athletes play for their parents. It, you know, you can only imagine how much that means. I, I always joke around with my dad. He coached, uh, you know, I, I think my my mom essentially did coach our high school tennis team my senior year, and that's why we set all of these state records, because she's a freaking beast. Um, but I always joke around with my dad, you coached my older brother's third grade basketball team, and you never coached my team, and that's why I'm not the basketball player I could be, because I never had your guiding hands. That's why I don't have Eric's jump shot. Anyways, that's so cool for the Sheltons, but I was joking around and saying, you know, that's awesome. It's, I love to see that. That's why I wish, you know, Brian Boland, my pseudo-father in the college tennis world would have recruited me, but he didn't even give me the time of day. And of course, with that joke, Bowman texts me and he says, Alex, you really are one of a kind. And I say, from your mouth to my parents' mouth to God's ears, because I could not appreciate that more. And of course, Speaking of appreciation, huge shout-out goes always to our friends at Midwest Sports for their continued support. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use the promo code CR15. Ditto for AeroBar. Go to AeroBar.com. Use that promo code CRACKED15. If you have missed any of our content, the interviews we did at in Miami or in Nicholasville while we were at those exhibitions or the conversations we've had with people like Mark Lucero, Ben Rothenberg, I, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Kristen Gear and Randy Master from the tennis one app, John Sanders, of course, uh, who's the tournament director for the event in Nicholasville, Ben Rothenberg, I think I already mentioned him, uh, you know, Brett McCormick of Sports Business Journal, and then of course the numerous amounts of players we have had on our Cracked Interviews podcast, people from, you know, Riley Opelka, Shelby Rogers, Katrina Scott, Ross Wilson, Ashley Fisher, Sam Riffis, Oliver Crawford, the list goes on and on and on. You can find all of those interviews, all of that content by going to our website, CrackedRackets.com, like Ray 
rating, subscribe, reviewing this podcast, the Great Shot Podcast, the Cracked Interviews Podcast, the Inside Out Podcast, and of course our YouTube channel as well, where Super Producer Daniel Westhoff continues to kill it. And by the way, as always, shout out to he and Max Fliegner for the f- of an editing job they have to do day in, day out. They are truly the best in the business. There is no one I would rather work with. But with all of that being said, again, for our wonderful friends at Midwest Sports and Aero Bar, our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say, folks. That's the break, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.